What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Really? But does it? What does that even mean, and can we say that is absolutely true at all times? We like to take in and speak out things that sound true, but how can we tell if things we are hearing and repeating are actually true? There's old wisdom that tells us to consider the source. Today we're going to talk about what that looks like practically in our everyday lives. Maybe you had adults in your childhood that would tell you to consider the source. I remember freaking out about something I heard a friend at school say. I would be spinning or gearing up for a battle and my mom would tell me to pause and consider the source. Did the person who told me that like to stir up trouble? Was the rumored action consistent with the character of the person the rumor was about? Did I really think that person's sole aim in life was to ruin my day? Did you ever do that, Monica? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm Monica. And who was just speaking is Lauren. I'm Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) So we're the ones that are starting this podcast. And we're going to talk to you guys about whatever is sort of our topic of the day and then whatever comes into our heads. Yeah, on our hearts. Yes. Um, But yes, I I mean, I think basically anyone that was ever a teenage girl has Mm -hmm. experienced this in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. For sure. And I know that there have been times in my life when I have been very focused on what other people were saying about me or rumors about me or my reputation or, well, that's not true and that's not true. And mm-hmm. and I think getting wrapped up in those things is puts the focus in the wrong place. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and then one thing that... Monica and I have talked about is that there are these half-truths that are out there and you see them on social media like all the time with uh, pretty pictures of sunsets and stuff you know and it's the half-truths are where we get into real trouble Mm -hmm. because there's some aphorism or precept that contains just enough truth to sound right or they just really feel good to my point of view Mm -hmm. so like I told Monica that right now, all the books I'm reading about productivity highly recommend taking naps, having a day off, and doing the bare minimum of what needs to happen to get something done. <laughs> and that feels awesome. I can totally do that. I may not get laundry folded or my Bible study written or supper made, but y'all, I took a nap. It was a very productive day. And I know that's just a silly example, but when... What about when those fake truths carry a more sinister message? There's things like, the answer is inside yourself, or follow your bliss. There's, you do you, boo, or you get back what you put out into the world. And there's a lot of people that really want to believe that those are full truths. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah because for sure. that sort of allows you to kind of be in control mm-hmm. of, like... Like that that last one, you get back what you put in, out into the world. It means that like what how people are going to treat you or what happens to you directly affects what you do. Right. And that's not always the case. No, <laughs> no, no. And it's a lot. It sounds more poetic than things like, well, there's consequences for your actions, <laughs> which is a truth, you mm-hmm. know. Um, Sometimes life is hard. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And that the problem 
crops up when people are thinking that some hardship that they're going through is a direct result of something terrible that they did sometime in their past, you know, or Mm -hmm. they take the credit for some blessing that they have in their life because they think, well, I, you know, I put all this good out into the world. Or if they don't get that That good back. I did that. Yeah. Like, (laughs) well, I'm doing all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So naturally I should be blessed. And if I'm not blessed, then what's going on? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. So I guess we're trying to figure out, um, who to believe and how do you figure out where to look what's your starting point you know so you need to consider the source of the words you hear no matter how pretty it looks on instagram you know Mm -hmm. what is the source of this and who is the source Mm -hmm. who is the big one right right and so we're gonna have every week we're gonna have a, a bible passages to kind of ground us, mm-hmm. I think, in the theme for the week and then also in our conversation. Because it is easy to sort of get spun out on something that sounds good. Right, mm-hmm. right, exactly. Yeah. So, so should I read Genesis 1? Sure, you can read You can read both passages. All right, all right, I'll go for it. Genesis 1 tells us, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And John 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And I I, I do love that one because there's lots of repetition and (laughs) things was made was made and whatever yes that verse is almost always in our christmas programs that you've written yes and it's so cute when the little kids read it it's like my favorite i know i know (laughs) and i love i did love the imagery Mm -hmm. so much that and in him was life and the life was the light of men just that beautiful picture of who god is there's and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it yes that that last line sentence is what really i mean that image itself makes me feel like there is hope yes there's always hope yes that is the perfect word for that yeah that's the perfect word for that and so even though we all come from different starting points like we all have our own origin stories and stuff um we are really going to strive to look at the world in light of who Christ is and what he has done and what he con- continues to do mm-hmm. in the lives of his people and in just in the whole world. Right. You know? Because that is where the hope lies. It doesn't lie in, you know, if you put good into the world, good's going to come back to you. Right. Because there are promises that he has made that he, he always fulfills. Right. And those, you know pretty little phrases don't always fulfill no they do not hold up so that's what we're gonna do we're gonna consider the source and especially today before we start talking about anything in our following podcast episodes we really just want to start here as our foundation Um, we're gonna ask some hard questions and have some deep discussions and nothing is off limits but we don't want you to feel like we're just going to weigh you down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the point. No. no that, the point no. is, is you, you can do weighty weighty issues without it being heavy. Yeah. And even th- our the title of the podcast, Light in Your Corner, it's light as in light you can see, but also light that you can feel. That, yeah. 
and and honestly i mean this is a little bit maybe getting ahead of the horse here the cart before the horse but if you want to write in about things that that you're wondering about about what the bible says about whatever yes or if you have questions about something that we've said or you're like well monica and lauren that might not be 100 percent whatever we we totally want to hear what you have to say so feel free to write in and email us at light in your corner at gmail.com <laughs> we have an email we do um so yeah but we're here for you the this podcast is to give you light and then empower you and encourage you as you um carry that light into your own corners wherever you are um one thing like i i have this mental picture of Monica and I both have kids who are athletes and um, our kids have to fuel before they perform. Mm -hmm. That's just how it is. Mm -hmm. And they have to have the good stuff. Um, And so that's what this is. Not just pizza rolls. Not just pizza rolls. I'm not saying that (laughs) it's never that. I mean, those things happen. (laughs) They have their place. (laughs) They have their place. (laughs) But we do try to keep things pretty close to the source. And that's what we're trying here, too, is, Mm -hmm. you know, we're going to keep things close to the source, which is God's word. And we're going to do our best with that. And then, but we have our unique flavor that God has given to us. Yes. We hope you like that. <laughs> if you don't, we're if sorry. Not, if, yeah, like, if not, then we'll see you in heaven. And you can just wave at us from a distance, and that's totally fine. Maybe. Peace out. <laughs> oh, my golly. Okay, so let's dive in. You heard the passages, um, but how does this influence us? How do you live out the truth that God is the source of everything? So as we are getting organized and brainstorming uh, we decided to start with the theme of water so we'll do a series where the main bible passages are looking at water in the bible and god's picture how he uses that as an instrument of his love even if it's even if it's destructive mm-hmm. i mean honestly um so monica is miss outdoor adventure lady <laughs> and, <laughs> i mean a little bit yeah a lot of it. I mean, if we were if we were comparing you and me, we would say Monica is outdoor adventure lady. And um, so, I want to ask you specifically then: How do you see God in nature, especially in the picture of water? Yeah, and I I thought about this a little bit because we do like to plan our outdoor adventures usually around water like we like to go hiking by the river and we like to you know sometimes we have to traverse through the river to do the hikes that we want or um river trips like canoeing down rivers and um, right and I think right. that I know my husband and I are both sort of drawn to water um first because I think that the sound of it in my brain kind of sounds like God talking to me yes. and I know that's it's like a it soothing mm-hmm. there's something about it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah because it's so consistent but not consistent i don't know yes. there's something about it that, that that you know what to expect but you don't yeah and i think that also the rhythm a lot of times of those things um waves or or the sound of a river mm-hmm. it, it slows your brain down enough to be able to sort of experience quiet in a way that you can't without water at least for for me yeah um but also water is like life 
You yes. know, I mean, rivers bring, you know, animals there because every living right. thing needs water. It does. And it's like we are composed of water, all yes. of us. Yeah. Like even in our bones, mm-hmm. we consist of water mm-hmm. in our bones. Yep. And it's so for, for, for me, life is yeah. that for sure. And um, I was just thinking about this. So my dad, uh, I was a Navy brat growing up. And so we were always in a port city. We were always by the ocean. Um, when I get near an ocean, I feel like I'm at home. Mm. Like, it's just because mm-hmm. that's how I grew up. Yep. Um, one thing I think that water does that reminds me of God is that it's unpredictable in that it can be peaceful and calming, like a comfort, but it can also be crashing and it can also, mm-hmm. like, it can lift you up and you can float on it. It can pull you down. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it can be very gentle. Like I, you know, like I just like feel like giving like a baby a bath. You know, just that mm-hmm. softness of the water on the skin. But then it can also just level. Right. You know, just get rocked it by can, something. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean. <laughs> yes. yes. And so I feel like um, that is a tension that is hard to live in sometimes because. In Christianity, and I want to say probably every human has this desire to have an equilibrium. And God doesn't, I mean, God is love, but love does not always look like acceptance mm-hmm. of right. what we're doing. Yep. You know, yep. sometimes it... Or the, the easy way. Right. And yeah. even if it's a good thing that we love to do, mm-hmm. um, God can can level us by taking that away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, if we're getting to where that becomes more and more of a God right. in, in our lives, a lot of times those things do go away. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And mm-hmm. and it can be life giving. And if it's gone, oh, I mean, uh, if I'm thirsty, I'm not a nice person. Um, <laughs> but just this idea that we want to make God into either he, you know, people either think of him as some harsh judge. They think of him in some way where he is, um, domineering and looking, you know, that's how they grew up, that he mm-hmm. was, like, looking t- to catch them doing something yes, wrong. Yes, And so then they swing to the other side where, no, I want just this cushy God who is, um, you know, like my, my best bud who mm-hmm. we do everything together and they just, he's for me all the time, everything right. I'm doing. And he's, he can't fall into either of those two camps. No. Like, he refuses to be contained. We should not box him in. We should not do that. You know? We don't want to be boxed in. No. We right. Box God in. Yeah. Right. And so there's this um, volatility, but also this comfort. I don't know. I, I feel like there's a lot of what people would see as contradictions. I just see as tension between... Mm-hmm all of like we can't even fathom all that god is right for sure not i mean i I feel like science has been trying to deconstruct what some of that is that all of the processes that god put into place for us yeah and maybe we've scratched the surface of it i know but there's no way that we understand all of the intricacies that have to right coexist so that we even can breathe here right you know right exactly Mm -hmm. Like, tell me why we're even here. Right. You can't do it. No. You can't. (laughs) You really can't. Yeah. Um, So, okay. So we've talked kind of about how water reflects the nature of God. Mm -hmm. What about um, if if we're thinking about water being life, like you said, Mm -hmm. um, who do we, like, what do we seek when we're thirsty? 
um, spiritually or emotionally? What are some of the things that we tend to gravitate to? Well, I know when when you said that, it makes me think of the story of when I was a kid. Maybe my my sister asked me, if you could drink one thing for the whole rest of your life, what would it be? And I was like, seven up, 100%. (laughs) Seven up, because it's the best. Yes, yes. And my dad's like, you'd want to drink water if you could drink one thing for the rest of your life. And I'm like, nope, maybe milk. Maybe I'll drink milk for the rest of my life. (laughs) And good thing that that young Monica doesn't get to choose that. So. Right. Another good reason why God should be God and we should not be God. Yes. But I think that's a good example of like, we want to fill it with, you know, something that tastes good or something that's, you know, going to give me a little sugar high or whatever instead of the thing that we really need. Right. Yeah. Um, And and it might feel like it quenches our thirst for a little bit, but it won't ultimately for very long. No, I think of like if I'm in the desert. And we, we talked about this a little bit before. Like, if I'm in the desert and I'm very thirsty and someone offers me an iced coffee, heck yeah, I'm going to suck that thing down. Mm-hmm. And in, an, in the first instant, it is going to feel like it satisfies me. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it dehydrates me. Right. Like ultimately, it's worse for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, or 7-Up, or, or too, because all yeah. that sugar. You're going to be, like, so <laughs> screaming for water. Yeah. <laughs> right. So then spiritually... Where are we seeing our society or where are we drawn to other than God? Like if God is the water that we need, the living water, Mm -hmm. which Jesus is, you Mm -hmm. know, what substitutes are we finding in our society? I think think in my own life that um, often I will sometimes instead of having to think about the really hard things or deal with the really hard things, I'm like, well, I can distract myself with binging that TV show or or binging that podcast or Mm -hmm. (laughs) whatever it is. I don't have to actually spend time in, like you said, the tension of like, this is happening in my life. What is God saying about that? Or, Or maybe I'll allow 10 minutes of time to, for, for that, but then, right. Yeah. I just want to be distracted from it. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. instead of, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or I will even, I think um, we see it a lot. Like, obviously there's a huge issue with like pornography mm-hmm. and addictions and all kinds of addictions. Yep. I think of like shopping, honestly. All right. Um, and online shopping is so easy. Online shopping. <laughs> they love to send you the sale yes. emails and then I they get do. sucked right in. I'm like, unsubscribe. Yeah. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, and even if I don't buy it, sometimes I feel better because I just put this thing in my cart because mm-hmm. it makes me feel like I accomplished something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm throwing things yeah. in the, that cart. I'm like, boom, boom. Yeah. We need this. Oh, we need that. And I mean, ultimately, it doesn't it doesn't help me, mm-hmm. you know, Um my my other question then is like, is it necessarily bad if I am very much overwhelmed by something and I don't and I find some sort of solace somewhere other than reading the Bible right. or singing praise right. music? Like, is that necessarily a bad thing? I think I mean, God blessed us with so many things. I'm like music mm-hmm. and dance and relationships and all that stuff. I mean, these things are all important. Right. You know? Yeah. They are. I mean, and he created the concept of money. Right. I mean, we've in our, our missional community we we've been reading through 
some of the passages in Luke yes. that are talking about money and the misuse of money and mismanagement of money, <laughs> which are difficult to deal with <laughs> yeah. sometimes. But, but I think, um, you know, these are all gifts that he's given us. Right. And it, it's not a crime or a sin or wrong to enjoy the things that he's given us, right. you know, but it's yeah. just when those things become purposeful distractions from him or priorities over him or, right. you know, that it, it stops us from doing the work that he has for us to do. I think that's when it gets to be difficult. Yes. Yeah. And it would be nice to have some like, this is the specific line. And if you cross <laughs> that line, this is not good, yeah. you know, and we don't have that specific line. That's right. It's, I mean, it's, it's in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think that's a really good way of putting it. Like, God has blessed us in so many ways. Mm-hmm. So um, and Those blessings aren't bad. Right. And I don't know about you, but, like, I get to a certain point. My brain is full, mm-hmm. and I I need something else. Like, yeah. I just need something to distract me, to just totally. shut down. Yep. You know. I know. I, I really do know. Yeah. Because sometimes you'll send me, like, a podcast about Christian things yeah. to, to listen to, and I'm like... Actually, I'm really reading this British mystery right now, and I really am not interested. <laughs> Monica and I are obsessed with British mysteries. We completely oh, are. We love them yeah. so much. And, oh. yeah. Yeah. And judge us or don't. I don't care. But I'm going to love them, and that's just how it's going to be. That is. I know. Yeah. We're yeah. not going to stop. No, we're definitely not. <laughs> Show me in the Bible. Um. <laughs> But I do think that there is, I mean, at, at least for me, as I've grown and kind of matured in my relationship with Jesus, those lines, trying to figure out where those lines are, it just becomes a little more clear. Yeah. You know, and not that I always follow it perfectly or I'm always awesome at mm-hmm. it, but I think growing in that relationship is is sort of the key to figuring out where that equilibrium is, right. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And how do you do that? I mean, right. you... exactly have to spend time in the word you pray about things mm-hmm. you speak with him and whatever that looks like it might look like journaling it might look like you know sitting outside and and talking to him by a river or right, <laughs> right. and it you it, know i think it's an investment of time especially mm-hmm. because um we talk about increasing our faith and wanting to live by faith mm-hmm. and that doesn't just happen overnight because no. god's um God's chief aim is not to have us f- toe the line. Like, right. just, you know what I mean? Nope. Like, his chief aim is to be with us yes. and in fellowship with us. Mm-hmm. And right now, that's going to involve us making a lot of mistakes, but knowing that he is There's next to us. That. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, Jesus was already, he's, he's paid the price for mm-hmm. that. And not that we would take our sin lightly, but no. that, that we would spend more time with him. Um, in fact, uh, C.S. Lewis, when I was reading C.S. Lewis, and he has that image of us um, spending so much time with Jesus that we kind of, like, play act like a child would, like, that we we want to put on Jesus's clothes and look more like Jesus and act more like Jesus. And I love that image mm-hmm. because if you know who Jesus is, like, ugh, your life yeah. is really a lot better. Right. <laughs> And if you're looking like Jesus. And the fact that C.S. Lewis wrote that, because then I, I just picture, like, all the Narnia kids. I know. <laughs> Aslan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. Um, so I 
uh, let's see here. We tend to sometimes also, I think we run into problems when we enter into a season of our life where it feels like God's not speaking directly to us and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And we tend to like go through dry places. And I think everyone does Mm -hmm. this. There's this, Mm -hmm. it's a relationship. And so lots of times there's kind of a roller coaster of, Right now I'm feeling really close to God, and right, right. now I'm really not. And yep. it might be a whole season, or it might just be like, in this 15 minutes, I'm freaking out and having a panic attack. Right. And I, I really need I need God right now. Yep. And um, so, like, for instance, last night, I was telling Monica last night, I was just really struggling. I was a little bit hyped up because I had caffeine and I shouldn't have had it. And then I <laughs> spun out about the... Like, worst-case scenario of all worst-case scenarios in my head over my kids and their safety. And I had to sit and consume quite a lot of scripture just so Mm -hmm. I could go to sleep. Just to put your brain still. Right, Mm -hmm. right. And I just thought of that as being, like, that is the the water that I need to satisfy myself at this point because I was in a very dark place, you know. Well, and especially with our kids, I think. Mm-hmm. That can happen because we, I mean, both of our kids or all of our kids are sort of on that teenage preteen cusp. Yes. And I think that is the season where you have to start letting go of things. And yes. and the consequences of doing that get bigger. Mm-hmm. And there's only so much that we can do about some of those things. And so being able to release that to him, because ultimately our kids are his kids. Right. I mean, he's right. lent them to us. Right. But they are really his. So we have to... And that's such a good thing to remember. Cause... Give that back to him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think also, I remember when I was like a teen myself, and I talked to my pastor about what what do you do when you don't feel close to God? Because I remember Mm -hmm. like really grappling with that as a teenager. Yeah. And he said, well, thankfully your faith and God, you know, standing by you doesn't have anything to do with how you feel. I know. And I was like, oh. Oh. (laughs) But But I'm so feeling based. (laughs) (laughs) But everything has to do with how I feel. Everything. Yeah. I know. But it was sort of a satisfying and unsatisfying answer at the same time for my teenage head. But... But, but I think too, as I've grown, I think about that all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I do think that he also gives us community with other Christians. I mean, that is mm-hmm. a, one of those big gifts that he's given us. Oh, yeah. And those are the things that he does want us to spend time in, community right. with other Christians. At church, at Bible study, at just having other friends that are like-minded that you can openly speak with. and right. you know, Because there's a lot out there. I mean, there's fewer and fewer people that, that really believe in, in Jesus and the importance of that. Right. And, um, and yeah, we, we want to still be loved, all those people, too, for sure. Absolutely. Right. And I know I have all kinds of friends that feel like that. Mm-hmm. And having community that I can speak with about that, like, like, how do I love this person really well, you know? Yes. Missional it, community has mm-hmm. been so good for that, I feel like. Mm-hmm. That we, I mean, and church has been, you know, is like that. I feel like I need that um, all the time. But that missional community when we're in our small Mm -hmm. group of people that we can 
talk about the word and talk about what's going on in our lives and then pray for each other, pray for each other Mm -hmm. and support each other and ask and kind of hold each other accountable. So how is that going, Mm -hmm. that thing that you're doing with that other person and how can we bless our neighborhood? Right. Because it's not just about us. Right. Because we're not the only thirsty (laughs) ones. And we like, we have the water source. We do. We do. Right here. Yeah. And we want to share it, man. Yeah, we do. So I had um, written down a few things, um, you know, Hebrews, a couple times at least, tells us that we need to consider Jesus, and that means fix your eyes on Jesus. In fact, one, yeah, one passage says fix your eyes on Jesus, I mean, mm-hmm. literally. So it, it's an action that you take where, okay, I can look all over the place and see the world crumbling around me, you know? So what should I do? I need to look at Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably one of the biggest lies out there is that you should look at yourself. Right. Yeah. Like, like I'm just going to look at what's true inside me. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, what's true inside 40 year old Lauren right. is, was not true inside 35 year old right. or 15 year old. Like right. my truth, personal truth changes. Yes. The and thing that doesn't change is God. Yeah, and how do you build on something that's always shifting? Right. Yeah. It's exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, what does that even look like to consider Jesus? What do you gain from it? I mean, have you seen moments in your life where it has specifically helped you to just stop and go, nope, I'm just going to look at Jesus? Mm-hmm. Have you had any moments in your life where you've done that like that? Yeah, totally. Um, there's definitely been times in my life, um, yeah, we, our, our family is a blended family, so we have a lot of different moving parts, mm-hmm. and um, not everything is always super easy with all those different right. personalities and things that, that, that we're juggling, and so there have been many times that what is inside of Monica that Monica wants to say... <laughs> not the best idea (laughs) but to like take that pause right and think this person is a child god Mm -hmm. you know yeah always like he he loves that person i know it yeah yeah i've had that with relationships that i've been in where um i've been hurt and really i just want retribution like i just want god to smite that person or whatever you know and then (laughs) and then by the grace of god his holy the holy spirit is super nudging me to pray for that person instead Mm -hmm. now i'm just gonna do like jesus you told me to pray for my enemies so i'm just gonna do that yeah and the blessings that have come from that right just i mean he's reconciled Mm -hmm. relationships he has allowed me to let go of relationships where the only thing that was tying me to that person was this gross, you know, feeling of hurt and yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that actually kept me in a relationship with that person because I couldn't let that go. Right, right. So it was still affecting yeah, you. It was still yeah. this toxic yep. thing. And then when I could let that go, then you know, I can let them go and live their life, you know. So Right. Which is healthy. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So And I think when we hold on to those things those those hard feelings and stuff mm-hmm. or like even hard feelings against ourselves because I know yes. that I can be really hard on my own self about mm-hmm. feelings and difficulties and oh I shouldn't have done that that way or whatever 
replaying and replaying after you've asked for forgiveness for those things, that can really hold you back from what God has planned for you. Right. If you're, you know, living in this like self flagellation. Right. <laughs> sort I know. Of this, you know, yeah. scenario in, in, in your mind, you can't keep moving forward in the way that, that right. he wants for you. Right. And, and he's got stuff for us to do. Right. He does. We're, he we're does. not supposed to sit around feeling sorry for ourselves no. or no. berating ourselves right. or whatever. He's, he's forgiven us if we mm-hmm. ask for it. Mm-hmm. It makes me think that, for instance, when Moses and the Israelites cross the Red Sea, right? Mm-hmm. Am I... Am I the person standing on on the beach while everyone's crossing going, but I don't know if I really deserve to do that. Like, I, or, oh, no, this past sin was too big. And mm-hmm. He, he no, can't but, really use me over there yeah, on that yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And God's like, just take a step forward. Just go. Just go. <laughs> and I'm like, well, no. You know, and I'm like holding it back, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm not looking at anything Jesus did for me. Right. I'm not looking at anything Jesus has done in history. I'm not looking at any of his promises. Mm-hmm. I'm just busy looking at myself. Yep. You know? Yep. Like, nope, he can't use me. Mm-hmm. Nope, I'm weak. Though I'm, you know, it's yep. just like, then I'm just looking at myself. I'm not looking, I'm not fixing my eyes on Jesus. Right. By any means. Um, and I guess this would probably be a good point to say, like, Monica and I both suffer from chronic health issues. And we do. so that's something yep. that, uh, I think helps us like in, in a way is such a blessing um, because it helps us focus our eyes on Jesus. Cause we have to pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> we have to. <laughs> Absolutely. But I know um, that my, you know, I was very proud of how productive I was before <laughs> I got sick. <laughs> and you're still productive, more productive than most people. But I think checking that, that pride, like where, mm-hmm. where does my hope lie? In all right. the things I can do. Right, yeah. right. Or does it lie in all the things he can do? Yeah, where's my value? Mm-hmm. And so I guess part of living this out, this considering um, Jesus, considering the source, is just about stopping and really asking yourself questions. And, um, you know, if, if I'm feeling a certain way, stopping and really analyzing, okay, why do I feel this way? Mm-hmm. Um, is it, do I have an insecurity mm-hmm. about something? And this rubbed up against my insecurity, as our friend Sarah likes to say. You know, this <laughs> idea of like, yeah. I have this insecurity and it, and it rubbed up against that. And then, okay, if I'm insecure in this or if I have this pain, why? Mm-hmm. You know, what's going on here? Can my feelings be trusted? Am yeah. I justified in feeling this way? Right. And then after I've done that, and thought very specifically about it. Does Jesus have something to say about this? Did mm-hmm. he encounter it? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. if I think if I'm hurt because I feel abandoned by a friend, can I look and find any place where Jesus was abandoned by his friends? Yes. All the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. If, I, mm-hmm. if I'm in a mood where I feel like everyone around me doesn't get it and they're all a bunch of idiots, <laughs> you know? No, there's like, but you know, yeah. there's no no doubt that anything you're feeling at the root of it, Jesus has addressed that at some mm-hmm. point. Yep. Um, he was fully God and fully man. Right. And the human condition does not change. Right. I mean, on some I level, mean, the we guy, are, yeah. The guy had to rest. He had to eat. Mm-hmm. He had he had the weakness of human form. Mm-hmm. But he used that. He was surrounded by all of us crazies. Right. I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> and if And if my inner feeling is 
that I am unworthy or or something like that. Jesus has something to say to that too, mm-hmm. you know, that he makes us worthy. Yep. So, um, yeah, because we are unworthy on our own. Right. Yeah. There's <laughs> like are. nothing we can do. Yeah. I I think of um, and I I'll, I wrote this in a different podcast script, you know, that I'm thinking about. Like Lazarus did not ask to be raised from the dead. Actually, no one asked for that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no one did. Yeah. Like this podcast. <laughs> no one asked for this. But you're going to get it anyway. <laughs> but you're getting it. But the, Jesus did it anyway. And so mm-hmm. that's what he did in our life. He 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 gave us life. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't earn it. So. Yep. Um, and he wants us to be appreciative of that and to worship him. And Yes. But he also wants us to go out too. Right. Yeah, not not just for us. Right. He didn't just do it for just me. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's not so you can just sit on your hands and just like wait for him to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, because he loves all those people out there too. And yeah. he would have done it just for you. Mm-hmm. But he did it for everyone. Yep. So, yep. Um, so we kind of want to have, I guess, a... I mean, do you think we're ready for this? Yeah, okay. yeah I do. We kind of want to have a, a not a, necessarily a challenge challenge, but maybe a piece, practical piece of information, uh, an action plan. Yeah, yeah. For the week. I think that's a good way of saying it. And so here are some ideas. Um, one of them would be to try reading a Bible passage about Jesus and just read the exact same one every day for the next week. And I know uh, sometimes my brain does not work perfectly first thing in the morning, but like early on in the day, Mm -hmm, maybe. mm -hmm. And just see uh, how that kind of informs how you see life Mm -hmm. during that time. Does it make a difference in how you respond to things? It doesn't have to be about something specific unless you want it to be. Like maybe you're having a hard time with um, being anxious about stuff, so you want to read about mm-hmm. him taking care of the birds and the flowers yeah. of the field. Yep. Maybe you want to do that. Maybe you want to start where our Bible passage was this week and go to John 1, 1 through 18. Um, but see how you feel and how you see. Are are your eyes open to God's work? Uh, are, is it easier to forgive someone? Or did you feel God's power when you were in a powerless situation? Uh, did it give you more, did you find yourself with more patience or yeah. more peace in a given situation? Driving on the freeway, you were maybe right. a little more grace-filled right, than, right. If than I'm, angry. <laughs> if I'm like thinking about Jesus on the cross forgiving the people <laughs> who were murdering him, then yeah. maybe if I think about that every day, maybe I'll be a little nicer in the drop-off lane <laughs> at the middle school. Um <laughs> That's my go-to example. Of, yes, yes. This is Lauren at her worst. Um, <laughs> and I do have a Christian sticker on my car. Yeah. And uh, I actually refuse to do that because <laughs> I don't want I to do. be a bad example. <laughs> I really don't want you guys to get a bad picture of Jesus. So yeah. we'll just pretend that <laughs> I'm just human people. I just come on, guys. Um, so that being said, like, you know, maybe it'll inspire you to be kinder to someone, um, you know. And if it, and if you don't see that necessarily, if you're like, well, I didn't really see any change. Well, then maybe just keep doing it until you do <laughs> see a change. Or, or write to us. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, I think about like Jacob wrestled with God overnight right. and he didn't stop until he was blessed. So mm-hmm. you just keep going. <laughs> you just keep going. He'll bless you. Sometimes, um, yeah, those one week <laughs> things might, it just might not be enough. No, yeah. well, maybe it needs yeah. to be more. 
So, <laughs> and then we can take it a step further. Monica, do you want to share those ideas? Sure. Too? Write a note or text of encouragement to someone. Take a moment to consider what Jesus did for his enemies, us included, and take a small step of forgiveness for your enemy. And then I, I want to say one quick thing about that. So I had just recently spoken to our friend Sarah, mm-hmm. who said that it's really important when you are trying to forgive someone or you are, um, you know, God told us to pray for our enemies, that that you pray for the things that you want for yourself for, for them. So you're not praying, yes. I pray that, that they see the light and that they <laughs> come to the, you know, right conclusions right. and whatever, but you're praying for... Um, peace, joy, and serenity for them, just like you'd want for your own self. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Sending verse in prayer. Do you want to send us off, Lauren? Sure. Okay. So I'll just read this Bible verse, and then I'll I'll, um, use that to to pray for us. Okay. The Bible verse is from 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 23 through 24. And it says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit of soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then this is the part that I have emboldened here is um, he who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. And dear God, we pray uh, thankfulness over this podcast, thankfulness over all the gifts you give us and the, the opportunity to share that light with others. We pray that you bless us in this week and in these days to come help us to spend this time with you consider you and we give you all the praise and glory in jesus name amen amen thank you for listening today if you'd like to learn more about light in your corner you can check us out on instagram and you can also email us at lightinyourcorner@gmail.com. at gmail.com